How can any one religion claim to have the absolute exclusive salvific truth? Isn't that intolerant? It's a big claim, and can come off as egotistical that someone could make a metaphysical assertion with certainty like that. Today, we're going to talk about the problem of exclusivity in Christianity. I'm Michael. And I'm David. And welcome back to the Facing the Gates podcast. Uh, last time we talked about the Old Testament in two parts and uh, all that jazz. And it was fire. And it was pretty great. And you should go listen to them if you haven't already, or else we'll be real sad. Anyway, today we're talking about the exclusivity of religious belief. You know, as I mentioned in the intro, um, isn't it intolerant for a religion to claim that they have the one single absolute truth and that all the other ones are wrong. Um, we're kind of getting into the areas uh, of where the, I think the objections to Christianity are kind of running out of steam and they're getting into the less interesting, less good objections, but this is still an objection, obviously, modern American people have. Yeah, and it's still a question to ponder and discuss. Right. And it's It's worth discussing. It's just not the best one out of... I think the other ones that we've discussed hold at least a little bit more weight, but it's still worth talking about. Yeah, it holds weight to somebody, and that's what matters. Right. And that's what we're here to talk about. Yeah. I mean, also, with this idea, it, it makes sense why people would have some issues with it because everyone's trying to say they're right. Yeah, well, it's... Um, everyone's right, and no one wants to be wrong, so therefore everyone's wrong. It's about, well, it's it's... And this is probably a deeper rabbit hole, but this is about you know, tolerance and the idea of loving and accepting, meaning loving and accepting of everyone and everything and everything that they believe and do, which is kind of contradictory, but we'll talk about that as we get into it. Um, so Christianity is quite explicit about its exclusivity. Jesus even said, quote, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the father except by me, end quote. And John fourteen six. Um, so first of all, do you think this is a valid or important qu- objection to make? I think for a lot of modern people it is, because we're always getting hounded on in daily life that well, there's politics, religion, work. Someone all everyone says they're right, and at the end of the day, we're all just confused and looking for answers. And when everyone's saying they're right, it's easy to go, well, maybe all you guys are fucking wrong. Everyone thinks they're right, and none of you guys want to talk or conversate. You just want to shove that you're right down my throat. So I do get where this, in modern era especially, where this is a more prevalent idea in question. Yeah. So I think it is valid. I think that's a fair way of framing it. Generally, the way I hear the objection is um, all religions are the same, therefore... They're all equally wrong, 
well, that's usually used as an, a yeah. scapegoat excuse yeah. to not look into any of them. Or someone and that doesn't really you, have that much nuance because... Yeah, because you can break anything down and it'll be the same, not to cut you off. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I was getting to. The fundamental ideas of most religions is kind of don't be a dick, try to better yourself. And then where it splits off is you become one with everything or you go to heaven. Yeah, For, well... Well, a lot of but them. You can, you can well, break, the most popular ones, at least. You can break down a car into the simplest terms. And it'll be the a same. thing that transports you. Same thing as a horse. Yeah, but you can also... And we've kind of talked a little bit... It's all bit, about nuance. Yeah, well, we talked a little bit about other world religions in previous episodes, but we've, we've kind of established that they're not all the same, and yeah. some of them are more developed and nuanced than others and some have yeah and some are nuanced in different ways yeah like with like the western religions tend to be more metaphysical and the eastern religions tend to be more i guess esoteric kind of yeah versus like <clears throat> the abolishment of the self versus the embracing of the self plus reaching like a higher deity instead of kind of fusing with the earth in a yeah way. yeah um, but so, I mean, the main main things don't be a dick and be nice to each other yeah. for the most part. And the reason I was bringing up that you can break anything down to make anything sound like anything is because that's not what it's about. You can <clears throat> you can do that with almost anything. Mm-hmm. What matters is the nuances and how things are gone about and the message at the end, the overarching thing. Mm-hmm. And to simplify things takes away the heart of it. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that later. Yeah. Um, that's all I really have to say about that part. Yeah. So when we're talking about the quote-unquote issue of exclusivist claims of you know Christianity or whatever, all worldviews make exclusive claims, um, whether that's religious or non-religious. Some are just more implicit than others. So, for example, if someone sa- uh, someone's worldview says that Christianity is wrong, that itself is an exclusive claim which needs to be backed up with evidence and proven to be more likely. So, anyone who makes... The, the ironic thing about this objection is the person that makes this objection is literally applying that to their own worldview. Yeah. So, uh, I guess that's it. We're done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we got a lot more to dig into, people. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, so, like I mentioned in the Old Testament episodes, it would only be egotistical to make an exclusive claim if it were an over-exaggeration. But if Christianity were true, we would simply expect it to make an exclusive claim. Um, so let's go ahead and break down this objection into the different forms that it might take. Um, one of those is that we can't know that God exists, so we shouldn't bother trying to f- figure out which exclusive tr- exclusive claim is true. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and turn that over to Michael because I'm sure he's got some thoughts brewing. My issue with the thing is we can't know that God exists is to a lot of people, like if I talk to you, mm-hmm. does God exist? Yeah. Have you had experiences that made you believe that? Yes. Exactly. And by saying that, I'm taking away from your experience. 
whereas David is going to be on the polar opposite. And by saying that he doesn't exist, I'm just siding with one side. Well, go or, ahead and ask those same questions to David. David, does God exist? Nope. Have you had experiences nope. polar opposite? Right. And so by saying we can't know that God exists, really, to me, as the agnostic, that takes away from the personal experience. That's decrediting someone for something you can't do or see. Just because I wasn't there to witness it Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's not true or else all the history would be untrue because we weren't fucking there. We weren't there when George Washington... Went on the little fucking boat and attacked the German, I can't remember, mercenaries outpost. We weren't there when the Civil War broke out. Just because, say, David thinks something can't be true because he hasn't experienced it, doesn't mean it's not true. Mm-hmm. Correlation does not equal causation. And that's the biggest issue, in my opinion, with this. And then another thing is we're always searching and growing as people. Mm -hmm. And some people might not need to find or search for that. It might come to them. Some people like me do have to search. And some people, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't affect how they live their life. But... By saying just because we can't prove it doesn't mean it doesn't exist is kind of bullshit because that is take that is decrediting a lot of people's experiences from when the world started to now. Yeah, then um, you you know you could be like the ultimate edgy atheist and say that uh, well, all religious people are just crazy. And their experiences are invalid because they're they have some kind of mental delusion that makes them believe in God. And so what? Let them live their fucking as life as and don't be a dick. About it. I mean, there, there is. Well, I mean, there there I are mean, people the, that the, the day. That's yeah. all, that's all I can say to those people is, if you want me to respect your opinion, respect <clears throat> your experience as a human, and respect you. Respect my experience, respect my trauma, respect my triumphs. And that's all I can really say to shit like that. Because it's weird because in this room we respect each other's experiences whether or not we've lived them. Whether Mm -hmm. or not we believe in them. We respect that. And I think a lot of the issue is, especially where we're at in the world, Mm -hmm. is a lot of the Christians don't respect the non-Christians in this area. And a lot of the non-Christians don't respect the Christians in this area and don't respect our experiences as humans. Yeah. And our life journey. And we can say that and also so, about like the political spectrum as well. Exactly. That's why we can't have conversations least. about these things. Yeah. Which I mean, thankfully, you know, that's why we're able to do this podcast is because we don't, yeah. you know, and hate each other. Politically. We can have heated discussions, but there's like, you want to play like some video games or something? Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, that's why check we out can... this song. Yeah, and yeah. I res- I respect your experiences, and I love you as a person. I respect David's experiences and love him as yeah. a person. We're like the argument about like oh everyone that believes in religion is delusional. I think that's like people taking 
because unfortunately with mental health, the delusions of angels and spirits are is a common trope. But people take that and like, oh yeah, everyone else is fucking crazy too. And it's like, no, they That's a slippery slope. Yeah, you're first Yeah. You're, you're taking one extreme, just like another extreme, and trying to correct the extremes with the yeah. people in the middle. And you're yeah, first and, and this... also the well, sorry. The so, the one other thing about that is like technically speaking there's more religious people in the world than not so technically yeah. uh, the majority of people according to that idea have a mental delusion yeah even in it, america right now it's about 40 percent of people don't go to a church um more so in our current generation than previous the compared to the boomers it's like 30 percent more mm-hmm. so yeah. boomers write 10 percent yeah so if, if if that kind of edgy atheist argument wants to somebody wants to make that argument i can easily flip it back on them and say well actually you're the one with the delusion because you're the minority yeah and, but uh, i mean but obviously but nobody just, here says that yeah, but that's yeah, but just something that's just people being say a dick to everybody yeah, yeah. Well, that's just the thing people say and it's just like well if you're gonna be that dismissive then i yeah. i can well because i can I play mean, a game as, with as, as we talk about people speak through emotions and instead of like thinking shit out yeah mm-hmm. look at our political situations and to me as someone the president though who struggles with mental health that discredits the fuck out of my issues david yeah he doesn't discredit me when i'm in a manic state or a depressed state he's there yeah and for and the record listens. i don't think anyone i don't think any of us believe that belief or disbelief and religious ideas are, yeah. are a delusion yeah we're just using that, just using that as, as an example yeah, yeah. it's an example and, of like people taking that idea and pushing it towards yeah. generalization and yeah. if you because it's an unfortunate situation that like for example i've had to do it several times at my jobs yeah and if you are someone or you know someone who has dealt with mental issues and you say that shit fuck you <laughs> And Christians who say being an atheist is a mental disorder, fuck you too. Fuck all y'all. Yeah. Because that is discrediting the trauma fuck that comes along with ass. it. <clears throat> and the human experience, which if you're an atheist, you're all about the human experience, aren't you? Yeah. So stop being a dick. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting thing to be a wild part of the wild ride of. <laughs> yeah. And again, we all just need to do exactly what we're doing here and talk about it and understand where everyone's coming from. Mm-hmm. And... Granted, there are shitty people out there. Don't be one of them. Yeah. Don't, you don't have to associate with them. But, you know, maybe if you think it's someone's shitty, bring up some of this, these questions. Because you could change these questions to fit anything. Yeah. If you needed to. Yeah. And I think that's my biggest problem with the bringing up the God and angels and mental illness thing is... I struggle with that shit. I might end up that person. Yeah. That discredits my trauma and that discredits my illness on top of my beliefs. Yeah. And that discredits your beliefs. That discredits your beliefs. Whether or not we see it that way. It's a write-off. It's what it's doing. Yeah. It's an excuse not to think about things. Um, yeah. And, but though, if someone, like for like a current climate, someone stormed an important building with delusions of that shit if you know someone that's going through that shit get them to talk to a mental health professional please but also make sure it's like legitimately that and not them just trying to figure shit out yeah Yeah. or someone's health is important and 
there's a difference between someone being so engrossed in their religion versus someone who is legitimately mentally ill. Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. Don't be a dick. Yeah. yeah. David's rule number four. Yeah. All right. So, um, we can't know that God exists, so we can't bother trying to find, or we shouldn't bother trying to find which exclusive claim is true. Um, that's what we spent the last like 10 minutes talking about, but I have a couple of responses to that. First of all, isn't that an exclusive claim? Dun, dun, dun. By definition, belief is just as exclusive as disbelief. If you can't know God exists and someone believes that God doesn't exist, why should I believe them? Exactly. Just... Has this person cracked the code and disproven God's existence? If someone wants to make the claim that God doesn't exist, that itself is an exclusive claim dun, and dun, a self-refuting dun. objection to the existence of God. If someone wants to make the claim that God does not exist, in order for me to believe them, I need evidence. Not mere skepticism or doubt, I need evidence in order to believe that God does not exist. Um, also, the elephant in the room uh, is the word no in this sense is elusive. What the objective usually implies is we can't know God exists in an empirical sense. Though the problem there is uh, the reasoning is fallacious. This idea, this gets into scientism, which is the idea that we can only know things if it is scientifically proven. And this has a self-defeating assumption because if you can't scientifically you can't scientifically prove that the scientific method is valid that is a philosophical claim that we assume to be true you can't empirically verify the scientific method itself so scientism is a it's kind of growing in popularity today and almost becomes like a religion for some yeah. people and on top of that go back 50 years there's a lot of shit science than it proved then that you would say that we know now. They'd laugh at your dumb ass. I mean, it's all relative at this point. I'm a strong believer in science. Right. Maybe not for these things, but for a lot of things. And just because it isn't proven... Scientifically. Just, scientifically doesn't mean it's not right. It just means maybe they haven't got there yet. Or maybe, maybe technology or maybe, hasn't got there yet. Maybe or, we as humans haven't got there yet. Or maybe yet. that's just the limit of science and you yeah. can't scientifically. Yeah, I mean, well, science, I mean, the thing is you can. is limited to the physical realm. You can, at least to some degree, look at science and say, well, this the evidence kind of points towards the existence of God. And we talked about this with a a previous episode or at least alluded to it uh, in the origins of the universe when we talked about the universe having a finite starting point that means that it started at a certain point obviously prior to that being a thing uh, scientists thought the universe was just eternal yeah and you know obviously if something has a start it has to have a cause yeah and now obviously science isn't going to deduce that God exists but that's at least what it seems to imply. And when, uh, you know, the Big Bang and, and the absolute origins of the universe was a thing that was kind of conceived of, um, scientists scrambled for decades trying to 
create alternative theories that showed that the universe is still eternal and all these models failed and the evidence shows that it did start at one point in time yeah and so what's the cause of that and that can that can lead to theistic conclusions as we talked about in a previous episode but science isn't going to make that assertion because that's not what science does yeah, yeah science so is it, about the physical realm if science doesn't have cold hard proof that they can 110 percent prove they're not going to make that assumption yeah and like some for, things you can't that everyone's had a freak thing where you couldn't replicate it if you had to yeah, yeah. i mean heck like for example recently they've found like some part some part of like a hammer something in a particle accelerator, that's breaking the laws of physics, possibly. But they don't know yet because they have to run the math and do the experiment several more times to figure out why is it doing that. So they, they're not laying down this is why yeah. until they f have a 100% repeatable conclusion. Yeah, and that's and, kind of the problem with, in my view, the problem with <clears throat> looking to science as the ultimate authority figure of knowledge because that necessarily has a certain limit in terms of its knowledge it has to be repeated and to tie we're like the creation of the universe it happens once yeah and to tie at in, least from what we know to tie into the questioning science y'all know how the anti-vaxxer movement started someone who has now defaulted on their claims of vaccines causing autism and shit like that I'm pretty certain it was a correlational study. Created that to sell and manufacture vaccines without certain ingredients to try to make money. And now, Science can be manipulated just like religion can be manipulated. And I'm pretty certain... Propagated by 12 people. And the, guys, just so you know, this may be incorrect information, so don't, don't quote me on this. But I'm pretty certain I remember hearing in one of my psych courses I took that the reason the whole anti-vaxxer thing started was because there was a correlational study that showed there was a correlation between children who were vaccinated and children who had autism. But as we mentioned earlier in this episode, correlation, correlation doesn't equal that. causation. And, and that he used, my professor used that exact situation to demonstrate, guess, guess what? There's also a high correlation between ice cream sales in the summer and murder. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't necessarily mean that yeah. because people are buying ice cream that they're also murderers. Yeah. That's just a correlation. So we can't always infer a causation there. Um, so that's kind of, I think, where yeah. and he was trying to say like that came from. A lot from. of that stuff also plays into sociological issues. Yeah, and manipulation. Just like we talk about, say, Christians, Christian sectors that are manipulators... We talk about atheists that are manipulators. Anything can be manipulated however the fuck you want to manipulate it. Doesn't mean it's true. Right. Um, so beyond this, there are other ways of knowing things beyond science. We can use inductive reasoning to conclude that God exists, and we did this in some of our earliest episodes. We know that Jesus existed... And with a historical analysis, we can see that it's not impossible to believe in his deity or that he rose from the dead. Again, see our previous episodes for more on that. Uh, 
this is the closest thing, in my opinion, that we'll get to proving empirically that God exists because he became a man and we have historical documentation of it. All right, so now the next... Did you have a comment on that before I go on the next thing? No, I've just... I didn't wore my heart on my sleeve and okay. bled it out. gotcha. All right, so I want to talk about the elephant analogy because a lot of atheists will make this. Um, so the elephant analogy goes as follows. A group of blind men heard a strange animal called an elephant or heard that a strange elephant, uh, animal called an elephant had been brought into town, but none of them were aware of its shape and form. Out of curiosity, they said, we must inspect and know it by touch, of which we are capable. So they sought it out, and when they found it, they groped about it. The first person whose hand landed on the trunk said, this being is like a thick snake. For another one whose hand reached its ear it seemed like kind of a fan. As for another person whose hand was upon its leg said, the elephant is a pillar, like a tree trunk. The blind man who placed his hand upon its side said the elephant, it is a wall. Another who felt its tail described it as a rope. And the last felt its, last felt its tusk stating the elephant is that which is hard, smooth, and like a spear. So people will use this analogy to compare the world religions by saying that people claim to see the whole truth but are like several blind people describing different parts of an elephant. They don't see the whole truth. So basically what they're getting at there is people see bits and pieces of it and it, the whole truth isn't really unveiled until you put them all together or maybe you don't even see the whole truth at all because maybe there's missing You're, pieces or whatever. It, it's all about perception. So what do you, do you, do you think that's a fair analogy? I think for a lot of people, as we've spoken, the kind of, I forget the term you might use, but kind of like the daytime, they like Christians where they just oh, like do the it, nominal Christians. Yeah. Where do you do it culturally? But right. They still have a okay. belief. I see that more so as a jab towards like, that kind of person because they're not really looking into it. They're not doing their due diligence, their, I yeah, guess. putting their time and effort into it. They're just going like, Oh yeah, I, I know this. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a spear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it all ties also to perception. I look at the elephant as different parts of the world in this analogy. Where you're at, the situations you're going through and your lifestyle are going to determine your perception of the world. And so, therefore, a Christian in America and a Christian in Europe and a Christian in Asia and a Christian in Africa might all four have a different idea of what their religion is to them doesn't necessarily mean they're wrong it's just that's their perception like i'm not going to tell each of those well from an outside view I, I can be like dude that's a fucking elephant it looks like this but i don't have the limits on my eyes and my perception that they do and so therefore it is as a human it is my job to not be a dick and show them the rest of it 
allow their perception to grow and have a further outreach, even if they may be limited, they can get a better cognitive idea. And so I don't necessarily look at that as an awful thing. It's just looking at it like, and we all can be these blind men. Mm-hmm. We all can have these moments where we think, oh, no, we're totally right. And it's not that we're wrong, just we don't see the bigger picture. And so... So you're saying we can all relate to that, but but our the job, person making that claim is not necessarily in the right. Yeah. They're, they're just as much a, a searching through the elephant as anyone else. And... Kind of like those they, uh, therapist pictures where it's like, oh, these are two people kissing. No, it's a tree. Yeah. yeah. And as the outsider with perfect vision, if you don't reach out and try to show them a bigger picture, you're just as at fault. Yeah. Or at least show them like your viewpoint. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing is the whole point of this analogy is uh, the analogy itself is an exclusive claim because how does one know that the religions don't see the whole truth unless the person that makes that claim does see the whole truth? So, I mean, if you're seeing that all these religions are fake, you know something that all the religions don't know, and you've put all the pieces together, so you're making an exclusive claim. And therefore, it is your job as an ambassador for the religion to have these conversations, to try to explore others' minds and have them explore your mind. And that's why I say all people of any worldview make exclusive claims. This is just a more – some are just more implicit. Yeah. So, you know, if you're an atheist and you're going to say, Uh, you know – It's not even – there is no elephant. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're just going to say like, you know – Oh, you guys are all stupid. Well, not not necessarily. It's just – I lost my train of thought. But – Basically, there's they're not really an atheist is going to have exclusive claims just like a Christian is. Yeah, an atheist is a, a blind man just like everyone a, else. You know, a Christian and a Muslim and an atheist all have certain prescriptions for the way that they're going to live their lives based on their worldview. Yeah. yeah. So for and an atheist, are different. Yeah, for an atheist or for a Muslim or for a Christian to object to a certain worldview because of the exclusivity of it is turning a blind eye to the fact that they themselves have exclusive beliefs in their own worldview. They themselves are a blind man. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking Uh, more as a person looking upon the blind man instead of being one of the blind men. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the problem with that analogy is the person... the person that they claim to be an outsider who has this knowledge of of what's right and what's wrong and what's true and what's not, yeah. and it's like, well, if you had that knowledge, then I yeah, mean, they know like it's you, an elephant. Yeah, you obviously know something that they don't, and you're not. And, trying to and share. You're, you're claiming you're claiming that they're blind and you're not. So why yeah. are you blind and they're not? Because it, for all you know, it could be the other way around. Yeah, and see, that's why I again this ties back a lot of episodes. I respect you as a Christian because you might be the non-blind person, but you're trying to create a clarity and a better understanding of your beliefs, how you think in a 
positive growing way instead of degrading until someone follows suit. Yeah. Thank you. I don't, uh, well, cause, and as a side note, the reason I try to discuss things like this is because I do see, and we're going to have actually the next episode is called the problem of Christians. We're going to just roast you guys talk about, uh, certain problematic Christians. Um, and then we're going to have a sequel to that episode where we really go in. But, uh, that's for a later point, but basically, you know, I see a lot of problems with certain Christian sects and certain types of Christians where they are just really dismissive of other viewpoints and other thoughts. And or they're just, they're very exclusionary. I w- yeah, they're very exclusive and down looking at other people. Overly and, aggressive. And, and I was, Rapist. that was, you know, during a time when I was kind of, I guess, a nominal Christian and having a faith crisis or what, not really a faith crisis, but kind of working through things. Finding right? where you are in the world. Yeah. And, and it, it was, it turned me off when people had such egos about themselves, about their worldviews. And like, for example, my old church, you know, they would, they're like, well, they're building a mosque up the road. And then everybody would just kind of groan or like have a huh. disdain, dis, disdain in their voice. Them homosexuals. And my, my thought and my mind was, they're just another religion like we are. How do you know that they're wrong? Now, granted, I've come full circle and learned a lot more. Yeah, but um, you're still not going to but, judge them. But I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to. You gonna, might want to go up there and have a talk. Maybe. But, I mean, just the way, I don't know, the way they approached, like, that specific scenario and a lot of other scenarios. And outsiders. Yeah, it, it just, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I see a lot of christians and you know a lot of times it's not in a public scenario where they're you know a lot of times it's one-on-one where it's me and this other person who might you know also be a christian they they tend to be immediately dismissive of a you know say i bring up an objection that someone might have because i'm informed on what those objections are and they might have a dismissive you know quip about it and that is gross to me. I'm um, yeah. like, you need to be able to engage with this thought and and have conversation and, even, and dialogue about this. Yeah. Because what if somebody has that objection yeah. and you just gave them that quick quip? That's not going to yeah. further the conversation. And with as them. an agnostic, I would rather you tell me, "Hey, listen, I don't have the a good answer right this moment. I'm going to take some time. I'm going to think about this. I'm going to do some reading, some research, and I will get back to you. Please." I'm not trying to dismiss you. I just don't want to give you a wrong answer. Yeah, or at least like, I can just, respect that and just I can tease s- it out and see where that objection's coming from and what exactly yeah. it is they think because they might give you a vague idea and then you might do some research and then realize that you're answering a question that they didn't even have. Yeah, it's a little A&B so it, it's like have have a conversation, give what you can give at the time, and then if you have to do your homework and come back and come back. But and if you don't have an answer. Don't lie. Yeah, and don't like, dismiss other people. As she said, though, as I see, even in, if they're able to speak about that in private, one person to another, mm-hmm. even if they don't just explicitly state it, like if someone might actually ask them that question or talks about something similar, they're going to have that mindset of dismissing it, even if it's not just straight into the ground. No. Yeah, and it, it colors how they 
talk and communicate and it muddies the image of what anyone should strive for. And the other thing about this is, uh, and maybe I'm, I guess, getting too much into what we're going to talk about in later episodes, but if you're not willing to discuss these topics, um, like say uh, a Christian gets kind of frustrated or flustered when somebody has an objection like this and then they just give short answers, like that just really shows that you're not confident and your beliefs and and it reveals that you haven't done your homework like you should have. And in today's culture and today's society, you have to do your homework because you can't hold a view like Christianity and have not done your homework. I mean, if you if you stay sheltered in like a certain corner of the world, you know, maybe you can get away with that. Yeah. But generally speaking, especially with the internet, you need to have done your homework on your own worldview. Yeah. yeah it's like what, like being political and only watching one news network. Yeah. And or only reading one newspaper. You're going to obviously be biased towards something because you haven't done full research. You just trusted what others have told you. Yeah. And again, I would rather respect an honest moron than uh, an intelligent person dismissing me or yeah. lying to me. Yeah. Because the honest guy <clears throat> might have, let's say, a Christian who's not super well-versed, but has had personal experiences that have led him to Christianity. I would rather him tell me about those and be honest with me and say, I don't necessarily know all the theological stuff. I might not be a super intelligent person on that stuff but let me give you my personal story let me tell you why i feel this way in the human senses Mm -hmm. and i can respect that i mean i work with a absolute sweetheart of a woman who's been the hell and back Mm -hmm. and she might not know all those answers but her personal experience makes me go she really believes in this and this is how she lives her life Mm mm-hmm and I respect the fuck out of that just as much as I respect the fuck out of you for doing your research because both of you guys are honest and both of you guys have your reasons for believing the way you do. Mm-hmm. And both of you guys have had your trials and tribulations and may have more to come. But I can't necessarily respect someone who, when I ask that question, hey, why do you believe this? and you dismiss me or you try to bullshit me, I'm not going to have that same respect or that same thought process of questioning in my own head, hey, they believe this way, and these are their experiences. How do I feel about that? How does that affect my belief structure? Whereas someone who dismisses me makes me turn away from that. It's one reason I turned away from church at a young age. Yeah, and that's why I like, and we'll, we'll get back to our topic in just a second because I'm about to wrap up here, but um, that's why I really like apologetics, which is partly what we're going into now. You could probably call this apologetics. The, is Pretty much this whole kind of section. Yeah, I mean, basically the Evaluating Christianity series, really every ever, every episode technically has some apologetics. of this is, is apologetically involved, at least on my part, um, because... 
if you watch on YouTube and you check the tag, it's there. Yeah, and some of them. Um, but anyway, but like you know, looking into apologetics for Christians who are out there, look into apologetics and study it because it will make you a lot more confident in your conversations with other people because you will know just just your way about conversations and how to navigate certain things and how to think about certain things and open your mind to, to different views and you won't be as dismissive. So when I'm coming into a scenario talking to you guys about stuff like this, I'm not intimidated because I'm not afraid that you're going to throw things at me that I can't handle because I'm at least somewhat familiar with a lot of the major objections somehow people we, make. No, also, if and, somehow and we have, did, you'll, you'll be like, give me a week. Yeah, and, and I have like, you know, like we did in the Evaluating Christianity series, I have a positive case for my worldview, which I put forth. Yeah. And now I'm putting forth like a defensive case. So, um, and I'm not saying like you have to be, you know, you have to have a PhD in Christian apologetics in order to communicate with people, but at least do a little bit of homework. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you got to think at the end of the day, if you believe, I mean, if you're selling Christi- your soul to your, to a religion, like I, w- I would think you would want to put a little bit of dedication I, to that. I want to say sell your soul. I'd I, say that, that's if, just if this is your salvation, if this is your one way ticket, you better put all your fucking. If coins you believe in. this is the absolute truth, if you can put, why in, wouldn't you want to defend that and be able to defend that when you're having a conversation with someone? Yeah. Or at least, even if that never happens, be well versed for yourself. You can put forty hours a week to pay your bills. Put in 20 minutes a day understanding yourself and your viewpoints. Yeah. Reading your Bible or your Torah or your Quran. Become more involved in yourself and your spiritual involvement. And if you're an atheist, still, you might not believe there is anything, but it's kind of the same thing. Research, understand, and look out for other worldviews. And try to understand where they're coming from, too. Yeah. All right, so uh, that was a nice little long spiel, but I think it was I think it was good. So here's another uh, objection that, that really comes up very common. Uh, religious belief is just a product of culture and history. If you were born in Turkey, you'd be Muslim. If you were born in India, you'd be Hindu. Christianity is no different. I think in some ways, yes, as we've talked talk about, like, the, nah, the kind of Christians that we kind of, it's in the air if they're really Christian or not, but they do it culturally, mm-hmm. like a cultural Jews. They're raised in that culture, so they're going to act upon it. And they still participate in a lot of the traditions, even if they may be agnostic or atheist. Right. Yeah. And that's one reason why when I, I asked the question regarding if someone was born in, say, a different country and that's all they were raised around, how does that work in a worldview if they never had the shot to view the right religion? And I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but I remember talking about this same with babies, is God is a fair and just God. Mm -hmm. It's not my... I can't say what happens... But this is where my viewpoint leads. Yeah. And that really 
I I couldn't believe in a religion that doesn't give others a shot like that, doesn't give babies a shot, mentally challenged people born in, say, India, where some of them will kill you for being Christian still. I mean, heck, in the in, Middle in East, China, if you're if you don't worship you're, the government, it, you're dead. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're if you're no, if uh, you're Muslim no. or Christian, you're either especially if you're you're, you're Uyghur they, Muslim, you're sent to the you're sent to slavery. They North. can either they will either like kill you or they'll make they they have a they're fully digital in their economy in yeah. China and they can your social credit score. Yeah, your credit your they can like up your yeah, there's a genocide Cost happening right everything. now. Right now, it's a genocide. Yep, with the Uyghurs. Yeah. And hot topic. As a Christian, it is your job to try to shed the light. But also, you can't reach everybody. Especially, It's easier to learn about religions in the modern world, but it's also harder. Well, we also talked about uh, a few episodes ago, like everyone believing and in the correct, that, that's a perfect utopia. That's never going to happen regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But between free will, societal pressures and cultural pressures and well, culture and societal fall into the same mental, category. mental. Yeah. It, it's a fever dream. <laughs> yeah. And so I, with that one, I find that kind of argument has a little bit more kind of rooting because I mean we can see throughout different cultures certain religions are more prevalent now are some of them outliers some of them might be practicing different religions secretly mm-hmm. yeah I mean heck there's a secret kind of group of Greek pagans that ha- are living more in secrecy because it's it they're fighting for the right for religious freedom they were yeah. just a few years ago and I think- allowed to have a church and i think that is an issue that is more prevalent upon uh western areas like america yeah like the united states that's an objection that's specifically american because we have that freedom we may have societal pressures we may have cultural pressures but we have and i'm gonna say this to everybody christian islamic jewish atheist Stop your shit. We are in America. We have the freedom to believe what we want to believe and what we truly believe. Let's not waste that. Let's accept that. Let's understand our fellow man. Let's grow as a people. I love Bailey, even though he's different religion to me. I love my brother, even if he's different religion to me. And that's what pisses me off about this question is it's a very outside of our culture people die for this still people are thrown in camps or just cut their fucking heads off and so yeah it may be cultural but you're in America you have the freedom you chose to be an atheist you chose to be a Christian because it's what you believe and so yeah it may be no different to you, but it's different to everyone here. And that's why I believe in a, in my worldview, a fair and just God. 
I know this may be a little tangent off of the question, mm-hmm. but kind of hit a string there. Yeah. Well, my uh, one of my responses is, uh, and this is not aimed at David because he's not one of these super atheists, but I do have to, you know, target the super atheists that do exist that make these kinds of objections. Um, so if an atheist were to say to me, for example, the only reason you're a Christian is because you were born in America. Okay, sure. I would respond, the only reason they're an atheist is also because they were born in America. While it is true that religious belief can be stratified, that doesn't make a difference as to whether or not it is true. Someone who makes this claim believes that they are right about it, and therefore no religion can be true just because it is a product of culture and history, but then they themselves are guilty of the same thing as the religious exclusivist, namely that their bias is informed by their culture. This objection, therefore, is nothing but an anecdotal avoidance. It's what is called a red herring. Yeah. Oh, tying it together, you're exactly fucking right there. Thank you. And that's kind of, that kind of pissed me off, that question in particular. Yeah, though I guess we can all agree it's not necessarily that it's like, yeah, U.S. is going to be main, so far still mainly Christian, U.K., a lot of Africa and whatnot. But it's really if you about like if you do your homework and you have a firm belief system, regardless. Yeah. Now, now if you, you're going to get beheaded for that, uh, do what of, you got to do. Yeah. Survive first. Survival comes first. The Jewish and Islamic people will eat pork under severe circumstances to protect their life. I mean, I'm not going to judge them for that. Just like, I'm not going to judge a Christian stuck in Saudi Arabia faking to be Islamic. I heck, I'm not going to judge an atheist in a predominantly Jewish culture for pretending to be Jewish while being an atheist. I'm not going to judge. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of like, um, I could atheist picked. and Christian people in, in in Islamic countries that are too afraid to be yeah to to express their beliefs because they will be killed and that's that's mm-hmm. the, or like in Africa people practicing <clears throat> their kind of native religions because I mean people get burned for being witches still yeah, yeah. and and also to tie kind of like do it do what you have to for survival I mean heck seek doctors love them like shave their beards and you know their beards like part of their religion mm-hmm. but they did it for as they were doctors they needed the mask up and protect themselves and protect the others and mm-hmm. I, my heart goes out to them because I can imagine losing something that significant to me but they knew in their journey towards salvation and helping others and being godlike Dude, that's what I they shaved, had to do I shaved my beard like a year ago and it was like a I don't even have, like, a, a beard beard, but it's like, you know, it was a pretty emotional thing. Yeah. A lot of hair. And so, to sit here and belittle a religion because we have the freedom to, fuck that. Yeah, it yeah. takes more nuance and understanding about that culture yeah, because, and their society. Because to- me, as an agnostic, it was terrifying to realize that at a young age... Because even 10 years ago, it was different. You would have got bullied at school. Could have got beat up. Could have got made fun of. 
And that's light punishment. We as a culture and a society have come a long way. We got a lot of issues to work out, but we are making progress to being for almost every religion more godlike and being more accepting and loving of our fellow man. And so to bring that that issue up feels like a slap in the face. You heard it here first, folks. And that's coming You're pissing from, Michael off. I don't believe in any religion. <laughs> I believe ha- in a God. And he hates simulation there. You can't forget that. Yeah. And we, we're just going to have a... At least, hey, look, at least you're taking positions. I have a lot of... You've posi- grown. I have a lot of positions. I'm yeah. a very opinionated individual because I have the freedom to. Because I'm in fucking America. We got a lot of problems. So fuck, I got that freedom America. to. We're, we're just Don't kind of a wait. hot take of Michael's like rage compilation. Yeah. The reason you can be an atheist because you're in fucking America. The reason you can be a Christian, you're in fucking America. You can be whatever the fuck you want. Just don't be a dick about it. Yeah. I'm pretty certain we've we've had this exact phrasing oh. of a conversation like three times before. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, we, we need Next. to probably we probably need to move on. But the one one last thing I wanted to say about that um, about you know uh, religion being stratified by culture and whatever and societal. Um, Christianity has also grown and spread in areas outside of where it has originated. Far more than other religions, except maybe Islam. Uh, Christianity has its influences, obviously, in Americas and Europe, uh, but also in African countries such as Nigeria, Democratic Republic of Congo, Ethiopia, and the Asian Pacific, such as the Philippines and China. There's almost no place in the world where Christianity has not spread in some form. From 1910 to 2010, the number of Christians in the world has quadrupled. Only 10% of Christians live in a country where they are the minority. China is expected to have 300 million people who identify as Christian by the year 2030. If its growth continues without an intervention, government intervention, China will become the largest Christian nation in the world within our lifetimes. If you want more statistics like this, check out the, the two sources I have listed on this. Yeah, Counterpoint. Go ahead. A lot of those, especially in Africa, are due to imperialism and co- colonia. colonialism. Yeah. And well, also, yeah. right the, or wrong, but that doesn't change the fact of what I said. I'm talking about, like, I was the, specifically this source that I'm looking at. Yeah. Is where it's growing the most currently. Yeah. Like, those are the places in the world the where se- it's growing the, seeds the most. The planted and they are growing. Yeah. And also, I'm not going to say the effects of colonial and imperialism may be negative, but there can be, you can grow good out of it. But at the end of the day, just don't be a dick. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also look at all, like, Christianity is both famously and infamously known for missionaries. Yeah. I mean, they do a lot of good. They do a lot of there's bad. Some, there's a few missionaries that have went to like tribes that are legally protected by governments that not have people because they've been so secluded that it would. It's like when Europeans came to America, brought smallpox, it'd be game over. But and, there's also missionaries that go out and do a lot of good. Yeah, it's both positive and negative. It depends on the person, and the yeah. pen, depends on your viewpoint yeah 
But right. that doesn't take away from any of our points from before. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So we've got a couple more things we want to cover. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and add a little disclaimer here for anyone listening. We're about to talk about politics a little bit, at least in vague senses. Probably not specifically on, on certain issues, but we're going to talk about it in an abstract form. Religious beliefs should be kept private and never brought into politics, and you shouldn't convert anyone to your religion. That is also, that's another objection that is made under this view. Michael already has thoughts, so I'll mm. go ahead and let him go. I mean, But, it, but uh, make it, try and try and be quick, because we got a couple things to cover. All right. Before we... If someone truly believes, that's not converting. They believe. Can we say that? Everybody agree? Right. I think what the objection is trying to get at is you shouldn't it, try and convince anyone of what you believe. You shouldn't forcibly do anything. You share your life experiences. You can share your viewpoints. You can share your beliefs. Yeah, it gets, it gets convert, into a gray area as, it, as now, what if, is converting. Am you, I converting you now? Or If you are yeah. forcing it upon somebody, you're a piece of shit. I don't care if you're an atheist or Christian. I don't give a fuck. You're a piece of shit. Cool. But if you're sharing, your, like Bailey, sharing his life experiences, sharing his viewpoints, sharing his beliefs, that is fine. That is fair. That is good. That expands our knowledge as a, as a human race, as a collective. Same with David. Same with me. We're all sharing our experiences and how we feel and our beliefs. That is a positive. We need to understand our fellow man to grow. Yeah. Now, I don't have a problem with people bringing their emotional viewpoints on issues in politics. But in this country, all men are created equal, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. It does not state what God, it just states indivisible, <coughs> with liberty and justice for all. Therefore, unless it clicks all the notes for every religion, don't fucking do it. Don't write that fucking law. I'm not going to get into specifics, but this is a free country. We have free will as humans. You can do outreach. You can try to reach people if you believe something is un-Christian-like, un-Islamic, un-Jewish, un-Hindi. You can do the outreach, but doesn't mean it's a law. Let's take drinking. Some Christians, some Islamic, some Jewish would fucking kill me for having a drink right now. Yeah, I'm going to kill you, dude. But. I'm just kidding. It was a joke. It was a joke. I'm not actually going to. Yeah, he's not. He might take a shot at me after this. You never know. <laughs> but. That's the beauty of this country. We mm -hmm. have freedoms. Religious freedom in that. That's why you can be an atheist. That's why you can be a Christian. It ties back to what we were talking about. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. Don't try to control someone else's life you can do outreach you can try to reach them and help them if they're doing something you view as unchristlike but oh god i don't want to touch on this subject but i might have to all right i'm gonna touch on the subject all right abortion all right me and bailey's had many discussions about this uh -huh. i respect his position uh-huh he seems like the type of person that would do outreach try to help people going through that versus judging them for wanting to take that action or taking that action. Mm -hmm. Therefore, he may not believe in it, but he's not being a dick about it. He might not believe it should be 
justified, but he's also not persecuting against it. Yeah. That's the difference. If you want true freedom, if you want, say, abortion to never happen, get off your sorry ass and help some of these people who are lost, who need the help. You want drugs not be a thing? Do the outreach. Help the people who are lost. Help them fight the demons on their back. If you... And that can go for fucking homelessness. You name it. If you don't want it to be there, do something about it. Get off your sorry fucking ass. That goes for you atheists, you Christians, you Jews, you Islamics, you Hindis. Name any religion. Get off your sorry ass and do the fucking footwork. And that goes for agnostics like me too. There's more I can do to help the cause. I don't necessarily want abortions. I don't want people to be addicted to drugs. But it happens. The best I can do is reach out to them and try to help them. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Cool. Well, Michael's had a couple of rants today. Yeah. That was a pretty nice one. Yeah, this episode's just going to be named Michael Rants About. <laughs> Man, I'm almost in tears over here. I'm emotional. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, geez. All right. Well, I have a couple of responses uh, to this whole idea. Yeah. First, no, also, real oh, quick, yeah. I, I guess it's as we've kind of talked about, with, especially with culture and stuff. The, unfortunately, it's basically impossible to remove religion from politics. It, yeah, I was going to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, it leads, it directs how we live our life, and we want people to live the same way we live. Dude, yeah. David gets it. I mean, yeah. do, do I think that's right? No, no, far from it. But at the end of the day, who is the one true judge if in any religion? Yeah. God. It's not our earthly decision to judge. It's our earthly decision to lead. All right. So the the whole objection comes from an inherently secular view, which is biased against religious belief. What is implied is that the culture shouldn't be swayed by religious belief. But that concept is, by definition, self-defeating. Religions make claims on what you ought to believe and how you ought to or ought not to act. Much of political lawmaking inherently deals with moral issues. By definition, religion is intrinsically a part of the pri- of the public sphere and cannot be privatized. So this is kind of what David was just talking about. Yeah. At some level, you can't separate church and state. Yeah. But at the same time, like, we're trying to divorce it, but, like, not yeah. at the same um, time. And also, That's why- it's... Also more relevant thing since I probably brought this up well, since like the Cold War era because Russia was big, oh, they don't believe in God. And we're like, we're American, we're Christian. In, instead of e pluribus una, it's mm-hmm. in God we trust it on all of our dollar bills. We say one nation under God in our Pledge of Allegiance since then. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's become more radicalized ever since then and even more so now but no matter what it still will be a part of any society of varying people everyone puts their own culture and religious beliefs in how we should live our life yeah and I'm gonna add one more thing how I view it politically we all I'm gonna say 99% of people believe in the same moral code don't steal don't cheat don't lie don't kill 
to tie it down to simplest of fucking terms for some idiots. And some of the basics, I would say, well, I would say in most modern Western societies, the basics of morality is there. Yeah. But a lot of things differ. Um, Nuance. When it comes to like sexual ethics or criminalization or whatever yeah, it may be. Uh, different people have different opinions like when, on certain for example, things. Like stealing. But, it, but, you know. In America, we believe rape is wrong. We believe stealing was wrong. We believe murder is wrong. Right. We believe kidnapping is wrong. We all can agree on that. Atheist, agnostic, Christian. It's the nuances that we get caught up in. Yeah. That yeah. we allow ourselves to fight against, but yet we allow people in power to get away with the things we believe are wrong. Instead of fighting against our common man, we should come together as a collective, stop fighting with each other over these things, accept everyone's different viewpoints on the nuances, and come to a better term and understanding of the law. Like abortion, in the grand scheme of things, very nitpicky compared to a lot of things in my viewpoint. Yeah. And also Rape, I murder. see it more so also as kind of instead of dealing with the problems that cause it cause certain issues like as we know when unemployment is high crime goes up instead of say like tackling the unemployment crisis or tackling homelessness we want to villainize yeah. Any crime. Or like when we've had that discussion about abortion. You and I both agree education should come first. Regardless if it... How we, we agree that it should cover like, here's what happens. Here's what can happen. Here's when you make that decision to have sex and whatnot. It should all be just laid out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should stop fighting the aftermath and start fighting the... The, uh... The pre-existing issues like with drug addiction abortion yeah things like that it should be uh and granted your religion not like an afterthought yeah we should <clears throat> we and this goes to all you deep south anti-drug anti-abortion stop fighting the cause well stop fighting the effect start fighting the cause and that's something we all need to do better. Myself, I think everyone in here can agree. We all, as a collective, need to get better at this and get a better understanding of where everyone's coming from. Yeah. Instead of just fighting with words. Yeah. And also, as we've spoken before, and we are going to do it next episode, people use religion religion to push their own political agenda. Yeah. I mean, modern conservative Christian, well, modern conservatism is built upon pandering that, to Christians well not just the Christians but really like the deep south Christians yep. the fire and brimstone Evan- evangelicals yeah. specifically yeah. whereas a lot of modern because they know you'll vote for them because you'll never vote for a liberal if you're an evangelical Christian you just can't do it you know, it's, like, you it's might, like the you, cardinal sin you might be like oh yeah helping the poor is good yeah. but the person who wants to do it nah they're liberal and a lot of atheists really shove radical left down your throat I'm I'm very radical left on a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't change the fact I have friends all over the political spectrum. I'm not going to separate you because you don't believe the way I do, because that's an echo chamber. 
Same with. So you're not going to unfollow me because I said the thing that you disagree with. No, that's because, how that's how people want. Yeah, I are. know you, and I. Res- if you if you believe like, this, then unfollow yeah, me. Okay. Like, you you might. Okay. One of us might say some fucked up shit that we all stop hanging out and doing this podcast together. We're gonna clown you for it. Yeah. But we're gonna have a conversation. Right. I heck like for, we we probably need to wrap this part up because yeah. we've got a couple of little, things to cover and we're well, like an one, hour and one ten quick minutes already. Examples like for my sociology class, we're talking about weight, the wage disparity, and how certain quintiles have more money and how we can fix that. Most people came up with about the same ideas. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you from the being in the South, most of them were heavily were Christian. They're heavily conservative, but they have the same ideas. And it's kind of funny and tragic. The biggest devil is the man with the most power. Yep. Wolf so, in sheep's so- clothing. Do yeah. your own research when it comes to politics as well as religion. Yeah, um, education is key. All right. So, next. so well, the la- there's there's other things I have okay. about this. Um, just I guess to wrap up the the politics part is uh, attempts to keep religion out of politics is like we kind of mentioned impossible. Yeah. The idea that you should keep your religious views to yourself is to diminish what religion even is if people didn't vote on their religious convictions what would they vote on their secular beliefs this is a discriminatory belief against religious beliefs and it's really just a sneaky way of assuming secularism is superior to religious belief which is you guessed it an exclusive claim yeah and the top that that's why we need a set of checks and balance it yeah, that's why we because need. if there's multiple people with different religions, like, oh yeah, these disagree. Let's figure out somewhere to meet in the middle, or we can just kind of forget about that until we find a better way. Yeah. Or we can say, hey, it's not illegal, but we can do the footwork to make people not need to do that. Yeah. All right. So if you guys want to hear us talk more about politics, uh, let us know because we we'll do a whole episode. There's a couple episodes that I'm I've got like an asterisk on. I'm like maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe we won't. Maybe it's too topical. But we're talking about religion, so you know what? Maybe we'll talk about politics well, in a future point. Topic now. I think we all three are very opinionated on <laughs> yeah. politics. So, yeah, funny on enough, some things. We, we've came, on most things, I just don't. Uh, I'm not informed on. I mean, to be on honest. some things. There's a couple we, things we I also care about. come to about the same conclusion, just in a slightly different methodology. Yeah, we're all human. Right. We all want the best for our fellow people. Yeah. So the uh, regarding the last part uh, on converting people. Christianity, if it is true, is good news. You should want it to be true that God himself died for you and that there is hope for an afterlife. If a Christian believes that all people will go to hell for all eternity if they reject Jesus, it would be immoral for them not to evangelize. So that's kind of what's missing here is is the person making that assertion that you shouldn't evangelize or you shouldn't talk to people about your beliefs is assuming that they're already wrong from the get-go. A priori, you're just assuming that they're wrong. What are we doing right now? This. Talking about our beliefs. Yeah. And I think the issue is, and it ties back to the radicalization of both the left and the right, politically in America, people are more likely just to shove their beliefs down your throat instead of doing what we're doing right now and having a discussion. Mm -hmm. Because... It wouldn't, if I do end up becoming a Christian, it wouldn't feel like you necessarily converted me, but 
you shone a little light and you gave your experience. If I decide, you know, maybe this God shit isn't for me. I'm not going to say David converted me. I came to that conclusion myself. Don't aim out to shove your beliefs on someone's throat and force him to do shit. Because that's going to make... Well, first of all, you can't force someone to believe anything. And that's also not very loving to... Yeah. To try and f- get them to sign on the dotted line to like that, to be like if you if you want to, to believe like it, and, and this is this is just part well, of my personal I mean, philosophy is like if you want to believe in something, at, you're gonna get to a certain point where you have to make it your own and you have to make it personal. Yeah, and if you become Christian, you need to, it needs to be your own. It no, doesn't need to be because I won an argument and convinced you one day yeah. it needs to be like a progressive thing that like you actually believe this because of x y and z and and you can have confidence on it and rely on x y and z when you're doubting or whatever you yeah. know so it needs to be a process and not just something that somebody shoved on one your day yeah. you happen to be emotional and then you just you know yeah, made I mean, an emotional decision or something falls like that and kind of where what you think of like converting to religion is because like for example a lot of like Native American kids were taken away from their families and put in Christian uh, schools basically and Mm -hmm. force forcibly they would get beaten if not learn to become a a quote unquote Christian in some way or slaves taken away from their native tongue and native religions brought to America to work yeah as free labor they were wrongfully converted. And also, another thing, atheists, you do the same shit. Yeah, just by yelling, you know, God's not real. <laughs> you know, uh, you're wrong. Huh? You believe in Michael, God. Michael, go ahead and wrap no up what God. you're about to say because we need to move yeah. on. So therefore, conversion keep... doesn't work. Honesty and intuition and research. Well, forcefully works. converting doesn't yeah. work. I mean, it, the converting is a process of changing your beliefs. Yeah. The the how we how we view the word convert right is in a negative sense because it, of what we we, we think of oh you just are oh, you going to hell? You are hypnotized into believing something that you would have never believed. Yeah. That's the kind of Look, connotation that that word carries. To, to tie it up. Just like gay conversion therapy doesn't work, Christian conversion therapy won't work, atheist conversion therapy won't work. Forcing something down someone's throat isn't going to change their viewpoint. Be human. That's all, all I right. can say. Well, we got uh, still things more to cover. This, this is a long episode. Uh, so we're going to talk, um, uh, you know, basically all religions are the same and all paths lead to God, right? That's bullshit. We, we've already spoke about that in a previous <laughs> episode. Just like I was saying earlier, you can break anything down to the simplest Which, terms. Which, by the way, guys, this is uh, an idea called pluralism. This is a, a something that is specifically being pushed in society today as, you know, it doesn't matter what you believe as long as, you know, you're not a shitty person. To me... In my personal sense, it matters to me what I believe. But not necessarily 
all paths lead to God, but it doesn't matter what you believe because I'm going to love you no matter what. So you, it doesn't matter what they believe, but to you, it matters what you believe. Yeah, and that's for everybody. Don't be a fucking asshole. If this is a problem for you, you're probably an asshole. Okay? Yeah. And not not all paths lead to God because if that would be true, then, oh, the once saved, always saved would lead directly to God. The You get baptized and you're saved forever leads you to God. Oh, you if all commit paths lead to God, awful, it leads awful to no free shit. Will. Your whole life and our horrible piece you of could, shit. You could be a whore. And on your deathbed, you go, you know, I believe in Jesus. And you go to heaven. Fuck that. You could, you it's could like be... playing a linear video game that allows you to make certain choices. And Osama bin Laden is going to heaven because he was a good Muslim. And also... And all paths lead to God. It takes away the nuances. Exactly. Just like I said earlier with the car analogy... It moves you in a, in a, it moves you towards a destination. Doesn't mean a horse, train, and car are all the fucking same. Right. And I'm going to leave it simple like that because this is a long fucking episode. Yeah. My energy's wearing out. And also, I mean, <clears throat> different religions have different beliefs on like what kind of their absolute end goal is. Some is becoming one with basically the energy of. The that's, world. That's like saying and uh, one's going to heaven. Yeah, aren't Calvin with Gaia? Aren't Calvinists the uh, fucking God? Michael, words, words. Predetermination. Predetermination. Predestination. Free. Predestination. Predestination and well, predetermined. Double predestination. Technically, some of them are at least. Wouldn't them and the people who believe the world's gonna just fucking be destroyed? What do they all lead to God? No, I don't fucking believe that. If you think that, you're ignorant of the nuances, and you need to do some fucking research. Michael throwing hate against Calvinists. I'm throwing hate against people who say this as a that pluralism is true. Who say this as a retort towards religion? Yeah, you're ignorant. Just like the people you're talking about, you think you're ignorant, you're more ignorant. Yeah. Because at le- least they might have something to say about their belief. You yeah. can't say shit because yeah. this is your response. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm pretty much on the same page with you guys. Obviously, I reject religious pluralism in the sense, in the broad sense, um, because it's contradictory. How can multiple religions claim to have the truth in an objective sense when the truths, these truths are contradictory? Like I mentioned in the episode, Why Christianity Over Other Religions, Christianity and Islam directly contradict themselves. One says that Jesus was God incarnate, died on a cross, and rose again three days later. The other says that Jesus was a prophet who never actually died and was bodily assumed into heaven. Both of these cannot be true at the same time. Only one can be true. And the Jews believe the Jews killed Jesus, the king of all Jews. I guess so. Kind and of. Like, if you believe Jesus wasn't the Savior because you're Jewish, doesn't mean if the Islamic way is right that you go to heaven. No, that's not how it fucking works. Yeah. In the case of Christianity, religious pluralism necessarily waters down the gospel. Jesus can no longer be God incarnate. His death and resurrection are far less significant and turns far more of the Bible into a metaphor. For example... Jesus couldn't have said or literally meant that he was the way, the truth, and the life. 
and by extension, not just Christianity, but all religions have to be watered down in a similar sense in order for religious pluralism to be true. And, uh, go ahead. Side note. If they all lead to heaven, what does it fucking matter to you? Seriously. If you're asking this question... I want you to think long and hard. Why does it matter? Well, that's why they, people who make this objection don't care about religion generally, because in their view, it doesn't matter. So they don't try to change but, their views or anyone else's. But they are finding something in themselves to hold on to, to help them get through their fucking life, to help them keep striving forward and hopefully towards a better end goal. Or in earthly terms. Right. Why are you going to fuck with them? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not going to fuck with a group of kids who are trying to better each other because I don't believe they're right. No. I'm going to let them be and I'm going to be like, you know, you guys do you. Just like I'm not going to fucking dog Bailey for being Christian or David for being atheist because at the end of the day, I know they're striving to be better people. So therefore, what does it fucking matter to you what someone believes? There's awful people of every religion. Or lack of religion. What does it fucking matter to you? Yeah. The idea of religious pluralism is founded upon relativism. And finding one's own, quote, truth. Which is why Dog and Michael for saying you gotta believe in your truth. Because, you know, your truth is... Yeah. You know, truth, but, you know, truth but, is... Truth is true, not like... I know what you mean when you yeah. say it. But it's like, it's it's a very popular phrase where people will say like, oh, you know, speak your truth. Well, it can't be true if it's your truth. That's that's literally, that's not what defini the definition of truth is. Truth is an objective fact. Yeah. When you say your truth, you're making it sound like it's all truth is subjective. And that leads us down to a rabbit hole that makes society crumble because there's no objectivity to anything. Yeah. But, but at, at the end of it, we all have moral truths that we hold true yeah. murder's wrong rape's wrong all that shit's wrong we can agree on that but belief is a very finicky thing it's very hard to kind of pin down and so when I say believe in your truth if you truly believe in something in your hearts of hearts and that's the way the light in your salvation do you boo do you yeah Pluralism just waters down the word truth in general. Yeah. Now, the last last piece. I'm so sorry. I'm drinking a Dr. Pepper, so I'm Shit, sorry. Shit's bubbly and effervescent. It's really making me happy. Um, the last topic is Christian pluralism, which is possibly not a real term, but uh, it's the idea that all Christians, regardless of their tradition or theology, are saved as long as they believe in the core tenets of the religion and in this sense i'm defining the core tenets of christianity as jesus existing being born of a virgin being god incarnate dining on the cross for sins of mankind and physically being risen uh three days later so those are the the what i'm defining as the core tenets i i'd agree um yeah so I go ahead go ahead and say what you're gonna say I'm going to tie this back to earthly terms. Mm -hmm. 
Does the homeless guy deserve to go to jail or does the drug dealer who killed 12 people? Do they both deserve to go to Sorry, jail? Sorry, I zoned out. What, what? All right. <laughs> I blanked you're out for... You're in a courtroom for... and you're about to get tried for some petty bullshit. Uh-huh. You see a homeless man who's tried his fucking hardest and been a good person. Mm-hmm. Does he deserve the same treatment as a dude who killed, say, 12 people? No. Probably not. Who would you write? Do you want, if both of them died like that, and they both believe in the core tenets of Christianity, do you believe both of them are going to heaven? One after murdering 12 people, one just getting arrested for being homeless? Well, if you're really being honest, I am not the judge, so I'm not going to know. I don't know. I don't know what their heart's like, so I don't know what their well, situation is. one just killed is. 12 fucking people. Yeah, but like, I mean, imagine... they, could, they could be like, okay, I have serious regrets. I'm trying to change. I just, you know, like they could, I don't know. Let, I, just, that's just me being, you let, know. let me, let me specify. All right. Both of them were arrested. This is going to be the longest episode. Five ever. minutes before they br- were brought to court. That's a speedy trial. And they fucking sure. die right there. All right. Let's say no time to repent. Okay. Probably, probably not in a good situation. Yeah. So I don't know. But I'm not going to play that judge. That's just, that's just me judging and then saying that I'm not the judge. Yeah. (laughs) But me personally, as a non-Christian, I can say this. You can be just because you believe in God and you believe Jesus is the son of is the son and physical embodiment of God. And you believe in all of that. You could be the most well-versed preacher. There's still a lie on the cross that you might not make it. At the end of the day, there is a line in the fucking sand God puts out for you. Yeah, I guess I guess really what I'm trying to get at is it doesn't matter if you're necessarily. Well, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, um, but well, if in, you're Catholic or Orthodox or Protestant, you know, you technically have what you need to be saved. You do, you don't have to be. It's not like all of this group is saved and all of this group is not saved because they're not a part of that other group. I believe that's what I'm getting at with this question. Or it's topic. hard. It okay in that sense, it's hard for me as a non-Christian because I believe if in a God that is fair and just, and I believe a lot of denominations come down to. Or what's the word some of them like to use because they were pre, pre-denomination? Oh, tradition. Traditions. I believe a lot of that is due to upbringing. I do believe some denominations, I'm using air quotes people, uh-huh. are brainwashing people. And so I can't blame people. I can blame the higher-ups. But I believe in a fair and just judgment if there is a judgment if there is a higher plane i do believe in a god so therefore that's already answered but if you're an atheist asking this why does it matter if you're someone questioning christianity why or islam or because there's different sectors of islam there's different sectors of even judaism why does it matter to you if you don't believe it 
Let this actually isn't really an objection that atheists will bring up. It's yeah. just a thing that I thought would be well, I interesting mean, to the discuss. Idea of, okay. The like Christian pluralism lacks kind of the more nuances like we as we've talked about like once saved always saved is an idea predestination is an idea within Christianity it and how you view like a few of those things and even like the creation of the world it can determine how which you fall into and wh what way you live your life because like yeah. the person that kind of believes more so in predetermination I would think is more disposition to act a certain way versus a person that kind of believes they have to act on their faith every day. Yeah, they were predestined to believe that, you know. <laughs> Big brain move right yeah, there. Just, but, you know, right. just like, I'm not going to judge a kid who was brought up in a Mormon yeah. cult for their beliefs because they don't know anything else. Just like, I'm not going to judge a uh, person raised in, say, Iraq who believes in Islam just like I'm not going to judge someone who believes in Christianity specifically a Southern Baptist or Methodist I'm not going to judge them for their beliefs based upon that because I also believe partially it is a cultural thing mm -hmm. and I don't know necessarily if one Christianity is right and the others are wrong. I can only assume with my earthly mind yeah. that, say, the Mormons are wrong. Because they snuck in at the last fucking moment to create a religion <laughs> because some motherfucker lied. That's my personal belief. But I'm not going to judge the modern people who are raising that, who believe that. Right. Because... They might truly, in their hearts of heart, 100% purely believe that. Just like, I'm not going to judge the Catholic who was raised in a Catholic neighborhood by a Catholic family in a Catholic country. Just like I'm not going to judge an Islamic person raised in an Islamic country by an Islamic family. Because at the end of the day, it is not my job to judge. It is my job to love my fellow man, to treat them like my equal, and do my best to understand them. And that's really all I have to say about this. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and give my thoughts on this, and then yeah. we'll wrap up the episode. Um, so currently... And this is big air quotes because this may change. Currently, I accept Christian pluralism. I don't believe that one tradition exclusively is saved, though I do believe that some traditions uh, may have a more practical slash beneficial theological understanding and methods of worship than others. Some traditions may incline people to think about Christianity in the wrong way, however, such as using God as a means to an end or just to get to heaven or water down certain depths of the, uh, water down the depth of theology in certain regards. Um, or lie about historical events, Mormonism. Yeah. Uh, so the various Christian traditions are not all created equally. 
but they all have intrinsic value in their own way. Though I would not play, I, I would never want to play God and say who is and who isn't saved. So there's that aspect of it. Basically, what I'm stratifying here is there's like, uh, there's like true or mostly true and then like less true. You know, I'm not going to say that they're all entirely, you know, there's certain ones that are entirely wrong. Um, much like I would say that, you know, technically Muslims aren't entirely wrong because, you know, they believe in God. So at least they've got some percentage on that. Right. You realize I think doctrine is important. You know, and theology is important, and we live in a society, especially in Protestantism, modern Protestant denominations want to get rid of denominations and just not teach theology and just, but like at some point, like you have to draw a line and say, this is wrong because, you know, if everyone's right, how do you how do you bar yourself how do you say what's right and what's wrong because if you say theology and doctrine doesn't matter you can just as easily justify mormonism or any other religion in in a pluralistic view anything can be right when you don't say what's wrong yeah yeah and see uh, that's kind of what what like the ideas of like pluralizing like christianity there's it, even though it's same kind of core tenets, it varies so much in how it's done and what the person's supposed to do with that. Yeah, I'm See, just going to say, like, as long as you are believing in the core tenets and you are, are acting in true faith, I think you're probably mm-hmm. on the good path. But that doesn't mean that you can't be wrong, and that doesn't mean that... Just believing in, on a cognitive sense is all that you need to do. It, I mean, it's there's not all your kinds of things. Free card. Yeah, um, yeah, no. It, like you could be a part of the most fucked up, theologically correct. Oh, going opposite of Michael. You could be the mo- a part of the most theologically, doctrinally correct part of Christianity, and still not be on the right path because because it's a very personal thing to some degree yeah um now also i would make exceptions for you know under that whole whole view i would make exceptions for like Jehovah's witnesses or mormons um or unitarians for example because they technically consider themselves christians but jehovah's witnesses have modified the bible to accommodate for their beliefs when the bible even says in multiple places do not add or take away from it and mormons made a book the book of mormon to supplement their theology and Unitarians go against basically everything that Christians believe because they believe in the Trinity. Both of these denominations, well, all of these denominations, I view more as Christian cults, though they may not be as far from the truth as, say, a, a filthy atheist. Yeah. It's on a spectrum. But right. this ties back into the biggest problems with Christians, which are other Christians. Which we'll talk about next episode. Everyone... Plug, plug. To give a short story, a long story short, everyone thinks they're right and will not accept that they're wrong in the past. Nowadays, everyone wants to think everyone's right until you hit that certain line and then you're fucking wrong. Yeah. And so you got Southern Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, uh, give me some more names. Lutheran, Calvinist, 
Orthodox, Catholic, Anglican, Episcopalian, uh... All just sucking each other's fucking cock. Oh, no. God, God's good. Yeah, yeah, fucking, I love God. Jesus, yeah, he's that man. And they won't put the line. Actually, they do. You're just not in the circles to, to know about the in, in-house disputes that happen. Well, in, in-house is in public, is in private. I'm talking about in public. Because as an outsider, it looks like everyone's all, oh, when I see two Christians in public, oh, God is good. I love Jesus. Yada, yada, yada. Bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> when in reality, they're f- facing a war against each other. When in reality, they have two very theologically different ideals of the world, the universe, and the higher power. Yeah. And I don't think Christians do enough. Where in the past, they might have done too much separation to create these different sectors. They don't do enough of that now. Unless it's on certain things like gay rights or abortion or drugs or thing, you know. Well, the things you hear about are are politicized, but there are a lot of inner disputes, which we'll discuss in future episodes. But Uh, as an outsider who doesn't know those things, that's how it comes off. And so it's confusing to look at the Christian sector because there are, especially in America, yeah, so many different viewpoints. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that. We'll we'll have to talk about that later. Yeah, because we're wrapping up this episode, and I'm gonna, but bring up a couple of the things, and then we'll wrap it up. Once again, I, with the pluralism, I love that you're not being the judge. You're leaving that up to your higher power. You have a lot of trust in him. Yeah, I'm not... Well, I don't want to play God. That's my biggest problem with a lot of people is they want to play God. I respect that more than you would ever fucking know. And that's why Sims games are so so popular. People (laughs) love playing God. So, last thing on this pluralism thing, uh, which I was expecting one of you guys to bring up, but you didn't. Why do I accept Christian pluralism but reject general religious pluralism? Simply because at the root... Christians believe the same core doctrines. Other religions do not and often believe things that entirely are contradictory to Christianity. These contradictions cannot all be true. It is logically impossible. But under Christian pluralism, there is no contradiction over the core doctrines of the faith. And obviously, I'm still looking into this, and my current view may not be the final verdict because I'm aware there are Lots of different theological views under Christianity that are contradictory, but that gets into a different rabbit hole that I'm not entirely informed about and is not really the purpose of this episode either. Um, And I don't think um, some of these theological uh, disputes are necessarily uh, soteriologically involved. I don't think they all necessarily involve whether or not you're saved. I, I think a lot of them are earthly meddling are, are are just big brain theological disputes that like you know i don't know at the end they don't fucking matter i mean they do matter but it's like it's not a I'm primary about, issue i'm talking about salvation it's not that's what i'm saying it's, it's like there's like the primary matters which are the matters of salvation then there's the secondary matters which, which are, are earthly the nuances of things and how you practice and yeah, what yeah. you do and uh, stuff I mean, like that's that. why i brought up and that's the biggest like, issue with christianity as an outsider, uh-huh. the core beliefs may be the same, but there's so much, as someone who's more versed than your average 
person. There's so many nuances and things. Whereas a thousand e- years ago was less nuanced. It was more, this is Christianity. Just, this is Judaism. This is... A thousand years ago, it was pretty much just one church. Yeah. I mean, besides... The like- biggest... Again, I'm going to tie this back to what I've said a million fucking times. And I know Bailey said, David said, the biggest issues with Christians are Christians. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why I brought up, like, predestination stuff where I kind of object to the pluralism of that because I see that as a crucial issue that leads to that. Yeah. Um, but I I do understand where you're coming from, where the core tenets are the same, so... yeah. It's okay to group them in and let the person kind of figure out each individual one. Yeah, and and again, I want to specify, I do believe that there is absolute truth. So I do believe that there are certain theological views that are right and some that are wrong. But there's a lot of things that, in the end, we're still going to be wrong. And we're going to really believe with all our hearts that are true. And God's just going to have to correct some of this stuff. So He's just going to laugh at you. Because... I think me and you both agree on this. We believe in a fair and just God. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think God's going to condemn someone because they got the wrong mistaken view because other people were wrong and mistaken and that's all they interacted with. I don't think someone's going to be judged negatively for that. Just like we don't believe a baby's going to go to hell or we don't believe a mentally disabled person's going to go to hell. Yeah. And why I love having these conversations. Because you're not shoving it down other people's throat. You're just trying to get a better understanding for yourself and try to spread what you've learned. Mm -hmm. So I love you, bud. Thanks, fam. So I love David, too. I love you, too. All right, well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you guys to give your wrapping up thoughts, and then I'm going to give up mine, and then... We're going to end the longest episode of Facing the Gates podcast ever. I might have to render this in a lower quality uh, just so I can upload it because Spotify has a limit. Uh, I I don't think that I've ever reached that limit with but previous mo- episodes, but hopefully... Listen, listen, if, if most podcast platforms can hold three and a half hour long podcasts about giants in the Bible, um, listen, which by the way, I did listen to that yesterday at work it was great you need to send it to me it was way over my head no it, you got you got to listen to like a bunch of episodes before it builds oh, no. up just send me that episode i'll send you the whole series anyway I'll re- um i'll listen to it while i read that get him a long picture story short <laughs> long story short is if uh they can hold episodes that are three and a half hours long i think they can hold our hour and 40 minute discussion about the exclusivity of religious belief and michael's like 10 tangents that were all i know great. podbean can I, Shout I, out I podbean. 20 michael's tangents and 20 minutes of Baylor and i talking about stuff yeah certain platforms just have a, a file sized limit for some reason but anyway uh go ahead and give your final thoughts on this, this whole my episode. final thoughts are you're not the judge you're not the juror you're not the executioner, and you're fucking not God. At the end of the day, your job as a fellow human is to get a better understanding of your fellow man, to love him, and to respect the good he does for this world, and to try to spread your personal experiences with them and become a better understanding. I think that's what I've learned from this episode the most, is even if there is no right or wrong, it doesn't fucking matter. 
we need to strive to be better. And if someone finds that through religion, without religion, I can't live in your shoes. I can only go by what truly hits my heart and what truly resonates with me and what I truly believe. To be Christ, to be Christ-like, to be a good atheist, to be a good agnostic, it's just be a good person. Listen. Sometimes you need to shut the fuck up and just listen. And sometimes you need to speak your truth. There he goes with your truth again. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> I know. You need to speak your experiences, your beliefs, and form a better understanding. Stop giving these bullshit-ass excuses to religion. Stop giving these bullshit-ass ex- answers to questions. And just get a better grasp of everything. Because no one can live in your shoes except you. So therefore, it is your job as your ambassador or your religious, if you're a Christian, you're you're an ambassador for the whole religion at that point. Every Christian is. Every Jew is. Every Islamic is. Every atheist is. Every agnostic is. Be honest. Be truthful. Share your experiences. And let's not be a dick. Let's just sort all this bullshit out. And if you got an issue with something politically, fight the cause, not the effect. If you got a problem theologically, discuss it, learn it, research it. Be honest with yourself. Don't bullshit yourself. At the end of the day, we're all in this fucking world. We we might in our hearts of hearts believe this is our way and we might be wrong, but we're willing to take that risk. So be willing to share your experience. That's all I got to say. Cool. David, that shit came from a heart. Yeah. It, this, this whole episode has kind of just been me and Michael going back and forth, but David's yeah. chimed in every now and then. So if what's your final thoughts, David? I, the main thing is like about the only thing you can be kind of pluralist about is like human nature because we all act in our own ways but we act certain ways against certain situations but like different cultures and stuff they're exclu- because they're exclusive to each other uh, kind of just need to learn about them and don't be a dick and don't kind of harass us just because of their situation their culture learn about it and kind of and be able to infer infer and embrace yeah and also uh i mean that's pretty much it and unfortunately i mean at least in my eyes unfortunately you can't separate say religion from politics even though we we try to just because it's inherent to a lot of to our cultural societal moral codes yeah, yeah, and, and we'll probably talk more on yeah. that. At least we'll definitely talk more on a vague sense later. But if you want us to talk more specifics, let us know. Yeah. Or also just don't let us know, and we'll decide on our own. And maybe we'll do it. Maybe we won't. And I'll, let I'll, me add one more note. Okay. Oh boy. When I say my truth, I go into detail. I explain what I mean. Don't be one of those people like live your truth. Go into some fucking detail. Yeah. Put your heart on your fucking sleeve and wear it. I, I mean, every time I've said it, I've gone deeper and deeper and deeper into it. Right. When I was younger, I wouldn't, but now I wear my heart on my sleeve and 
everything that happens is just an open book. Respect. Don't live in generalizations. Yeah. And that goes for everybody. If you're a Christian and you say, live your truth, stop bullshitting yourself. You're an atheist, say, live your truth, stop bullshitting yourself. I don't know what your truth is. Give me some explanations. Tell me your experiences. Tell me your beliefs. Hit me with it. I might not agree, but I can respect you. Just like you wouldn't want a preacher to brush you off or an atheist be like, oh, aren't religions the same? Don't be that person. Go into specifics if someone really wants to know. Yeah. Because I've realized that as we've got deeper in these episodes, when I say that, I know what I mean, but others might not. So I've tried to go deeper into detail. Gotcha. Go into those details. Yeah. So these questions have no relevance. Yeah. Cool. Well, my wrapping up thoughts are uh, as follows. By definition, any group has to make an exclusive claim. That is how you identify that group. White people are defined by what they are not. Liberals are defined by what they are not. And similarly, Christians too are defined, at least in part, by what they are not. Every group must have boundaries to determine what they are and what they are not. In my opinion, the fact that Christianity makes exclusive claims isn't a very well thought out objection. And as we've talked about the whole episode, it does nothing to interact with whether or not it is true. It's just a red herring objection that doesn't really interact. It's just a write-off. Eight excuse to not men. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like with like the elephant thing. Like to me, it was more. So I saw more so talking shit about people that actually don't do research into their own religion and just go off what they. I just had told. a thought. Oh no. Go ahead. If we as a collective body came together and shared our experiences and our thoughts, we'd have a better understanding of each other and the world around us, right? We might end up yeah. having a whole elephant. <laughs> and if those four blind men, I want to say it was four. Yeah, well, there's a lot more, but go ahead. If all those blind men came together and they were able to realize where each other was on the elephant, wouldn't they be able to kind of put together the elephant? We are all the blind men. It is our job to reach out to each other, to get a better understanding of each other. We might not be able to get a greater understanding of theological or religious ideals together, but we can come together more a whole and understand the elephant that is our world and our our earthly means. Yeah. Which can lead us to better theological and religious yeah, I get I get what you're saying, yeah. but the problem is you're playing into the whole analogy. What the whole analogy is trying to get at is that but, different religions have different pieces to the whole truth, and you yeah. need to put them all together to figure it all out. But and, what what I mean with it to go into more detail is we might not believe exactly what each other are saying, but we can understand where each other are coming from, right? And in that, we can lead each other and explain what we believe as true and as whole. Yeah. And instead of fighting with with each other, we can create a better environment for all of us to live in and spread our message through. Gotcha. Well, on that note, I think it's time to end the longest episode ever. Yeah. Uh, sorry if I kept being like, hey, we need to move on. Um, but it's we had a lot to cover. Two fucking hours. It's, it's <laughs> and, been a long time. And, 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 
Yeah, you, you've listened to the rest of the episodes. You know how Michael can get. Yeah, you know Michael gets yeah, passionate. I'm an emotional sometimes. mess. <laughs> we, we we need a. But you know we need like a neon sign that it's says been a hurry good. up. It's been a yeah. I just need to just do like hand motions and be like wrap oh, it up. I won't up. pay attention when I get it. I'm anytime I'm nervously glancing at the screen. It's it's because I'm looking at how long the episode. I'm has looking been. for both you, of you guys. You gotta edit. Yeah, and I'm just like. Oh, and how much so I gotta long, render long. out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, like, it's, comment, subscribe if you're on the Yub Tubs. Uh, follow us you, on Instagram and and Twitter and Facebook. Um, uh, it's been real. Oh uh, wait. Uh, oh, oh, review oh. us if you can do that. Because it, the reason we constantly are like, give us reviews, it helps our show be seen by other people. Better so analytics. If you, yeah, if you like our show and you want other people to listen to it, giving it a review really helps the visibility. YouTube, thumbs up or thumbs down. I don't care which one. They uh, both YouTube, help. subscribe, comment. A comment really helps with the algorithm. Um, anything you can do just to, to get us out there. Share it with a friend. Family. If you care about this at all. Share it with your church. If, you're, if you are at this point in the episode, you obviously care about the episode. Post it on Reddit. So share it with somebody. Don't, I mean, yeah, put it on Reddit, but, you know, Reddit, whatever. Anyway, actually, Reddit helped me take apart my mouse, so I can't really talk too much shit. <laughs> yeah. so, share it with everybody you fucking know. Maybe not 4chan. Though. Don't shove it down their throat, but, you know, just share it. It's been real. It's been fun. It's, it's been, been real fun. Love you guys. See you later next week on the Face in the Gates podcast. Love you. Can we you. talk about the problem of Christians? <laughs> dun, dun, dun.